0: Seashells. As I wash my hands, repeatedly and diligently, of course, for a full thirty seconds, I find myself staring at the little glass plate with the small seashells that decorate the edge of my washbasin. My mind wanders to where those shells once came from. I remember collecting them, excitedly, like a small child, eleven years ago on a tropical beach on the shores of the Atlantic. Having grown up in New Delhi, far from the sea, collecting shells and building sandcastles were things I had only read about in foreign children's books. Sierra Leone opened my eyes to a different world in many ways. You are listening to Tukul Story, with me, Janaki Brolin, and the coming episodes are not going to be about wars, starvation, outbreaks, or death in childbirth. While striving to keep a balanced perspective and allowing the light in this digital tukul to be let in from all directions, I am going to present to you instead a Sierra Leone that is rarely showcased in the West. As this grounded summer moves into a new kind of autumn, follow me on an exclusive tropical beach holiday to the other Sierra Leone. The following piece is an extract from my travel diary, from 2009. Tuesday, 24th of February. The last couple of weeks at the hospital have been tough. First the death of the little boy Ibrahim and then Sheikha. We are both feeling that whatever we do no one gets any better. We had already planned a weekend break and I hope a little time away from the hospital will help us both revive our motivation. We left Cambia today, sat on a mattress in the back of a truck-like vehicle. The cool breeze... Lots of dust and a feeling of adventure help lift our spirits. We were dropped off at Lumley Junction. From here we hailed a shared taxi, a poda-poda, into Freetown for 6,000 leones each. We found the HIV clinic at the Connaught Hospital, where we delivered some blood samples, which the HIV worker at Cambe had trusted us with. The Connaught is a large, colonial-looking place, with leafy gardens, a sleepy feel, and friendly staff. We checked out the seaside fish market adjacent to the hospital where I bought a red and black lappa. It's a brightly printed, two-metre-long piece of unstitched fabric that the local women wear wrapped around as a casual day wear. I made a mental note to go back to this market to buy the fresh okra before heading back to Cambia after the weekend. We had lunch at a little cafe where Pear had yummy jollof rice, while I had the yam and pepper soup, which I was less impressed by. We found the post office, by the huge cotton tree. A huge building. The counters reminded me of an Indian post office, but the staff were more eager to serve, and there was no queue. I bought several aerograms. There we spent a good while looking for a poda-poda, to get us as far as Lumley. We didn't find a taxi, however. Instead, we were met by a rather posh-looking bus near Choithram's Supermarket. And for 500 Lyons each, we had a comfortable ride to Lumley Junction. Here we stocked up, on water and snacks. We found mineral water being sold in plastic sachets. 3,000 Lyons for seven sachets. Bargain! Then spent the good part of an hour looking for transport to Lacca Beach. We ended up paying a young lad 30,000 Lyons for a taxi ride. Much to Pears' discomfort and my satisfaction, this was preceded by much haggling before settling for a fair price. The first quote the ambitious young entrepreneur had given had been 60,000 leons. Finally, we're at Laca Beach. Ahead of us, we have three days of just sun, sea and sand. This is a unique concept for pair and me, but we're loving it already. Friday, 27th February. I've been spending most daylight hours in my swimsuit, with my new lapper tied round like a halter neck and barefoot. We took a long walk from Lacquer to Hamilton on Wednesday. On Thursday, we were driven to another beach along the Atlantic coast, imaginatively named River Number 2. What a majestic place, literally stunning. We arrived at high tide and spent hours just lying on the clear river water and floating into sea, several times over. As the tide went out, I collected seashells on the river bank. We are being spoilt with good food. We've been feasting on fresh avocado, crab and snapper with fresh vegetables and fruit. An Italian joint, called Franco's, where we had lunch on Thursday, was particularly indulgent. Slightly to my dismay, however, Pear then spent the evening of our wedding anniversary catching crabs on the beach with the help of his head torch. But for the first time in six weeks, we found we really had time just for each other. Chatting, walking, admiring. Our room at the Hard Rock Hotel is comfortable, clean and less than ten metres from the sea. I'm surprised that the sound of the waves has not been keeping me awake. Today we had a quick last swim before indulging in a luxurious breakfast consisting of fresh fruit and scrambled eggs. We stopped briefly at Lumley and did a spot of tourist shopping. In Freetown, Pear and I posted our aerograms. Outside the post office, we unexpectedly bumped into Dr. Zese. He was genuinely happy to see us, and we found his positivity encouraging. We had lunch at the European-style Crown Bakery and really treated ourselves. At the vibrant fruit and vegetable market, we bought watermelon. That was my anniversary present for Pear and okra and tomatoes, carrots, radishes, and even fresh coriander. I haggled to my heart's content. The market was just like anywhere in India. We left from Freetown promptly at three o'clock, and arrived in Cambia four hours later, still feeling relatively refreshed despite the dusty ride. We've just had a dinner of rice, fries, and Charles's tasty meat stew, and scrambled eggs, followed by pineapple for dessert. Most of the evening has been spent in the Tukul, catching up with hospital news and politics, of which there has been plenty in four days. I am now lying on our blue and green batik bedsheet, under the mosquito net with a cool buzz of the fan to accompany the radio, scribbling frantically.